All right. Welcome back to the Wheel Podcast, powered by Circle Beat.cast. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be on with Mark tonight. We're gonna be on with Nate. We got uh, we got some of our some of our other guys rolling. Um, hey, oh, racing's back. We're back to Daytona. We're back to racing. The 2022 season is underway, gentlemen. Wow. I just have to say, wow. <laughs> I tell you what, I thought it was. I thought it was a good weekend of racing. Honestly, uh, you know, a uh, good variety throughout all three races. Uh, the duels were eh, hit or miss. They were mostly bleh, but I mean, what There's do you expect? For it, though. Yeah. So, but I mean, drivers got to try and protect their cars and stuff like that, which you thought a lot of people thought that the Daytona 500 wouldn't be all that great because, oh, well, they're going to ride in a freight train to protect their cars. Eh, that was not the case. Uh, that did not happen. No. A lot of pushing. Didn't see that. Didn't see it in the duels, but a lot of bump drafting. Um, a lot of ill-advised bump drafting. Yeah. A lot of bulldozing by uh, Brad Rekakozlowski. Rekakozlowski. <laughs> no. Brad Kozarekozlowski. That's a mouthful. Kozarekozlowski. Kozarekozlowski. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brad wow. Kozarekski. What do you, what do you, what do you wreck? Like three, right? Three wrecks? Please? I think, he, yeah, I think he was the star of three. Lisa yeah. was the Stenhouse in the, in, um, in the and, 21. Um, yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what. Burton. I'll tell you what, I give Brad a little bit of, I, I'm not going to give him as much grief because number one, the first person that he was pushing was a rookie for one. And for two. And a teammate. Two, and, a, well, not really. Well, it, uh, uh, no. It, it was a four. Affiliate, no, well, affiliate. Manufactured, 21. manufactured. No, the 21's an oh, affiliate. Brothers. That's with Penske. He's in the six. He's in the six. Oh, Jesus, mother of God. Well, there's my first mistake of the year, so. <laughs> but no, um, I can't give him too much grief, though, because, the, like I said, we're talking about a rookie and number, number one. Number two, the dude's car was, like, all over the racetrack. It didn't matter who was pushing. When Truex was pushing him to get up front, he was all over the racetrack. Like it didn't matter who was, yeah, it did not Burton, matter. Yeah. Burton was Burton was loose. He was uh, he was a little squarely the whole time. Oh, yeah. um, I had I watching for about fifteen laps before that, and how his car was behaving every time he got pushed. I was like, he's gonna he's gonna get spun out. I knew it was gonna happen. Saw it coming. Um, didn't expect him to go upside down. Nope. No, um, I don't think so much did. for keeping him on the ground. Yeah. Can we? Well, look, I mean, we're not we're not going to. And we talked about this before we started. We are not keeping these cars on the ground. No. Okay. okay and I think I think the proof is in the pudding. The last few times these cars have gotten upside down, they have not rolled. Mm-mm. No. They somehow aerodynamically they're, they're they're set up to come back down. You know and now. I feel like though uh, Burton's car, it, the way the way it started to come back over, if it would have like come back over maybe just a smidge faster, it might have actually started barrel rolling because when he came back to get back on his wheels, he hit on the right side and it looked it almost looked like it was getting ready to start barrel rolling, but it ended up coming back down on all wheels. Well, if he hit the grass, he would have uh, started barrel rolling. Yeah, and that's part of the problem is is the grass. Is uh, is one of the components that causes that because the tires dig in and they yeah. roll. 
Every bad barrel roll we've ever seen is is when when the car Digs lands on the, the edge in the grass and then starts Digs to roll. Dirt, yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing I noticed with that wreck, um, did y'all look and see the bottom of that race car? When yeah, it was upside down. Flat. Dude, flat. The, the, it looked like a freaking Indy car on the bottom of it. Yep, that's the yes. point. That's exactly one hundred percent the reason why. Like that so, aerodynamically, that's the reason. It allows so, for airflow evenly under the car. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry, but you know, Indy car has you, that, you and they're it. still flipping. <laughs> Indy car has that, and they're still flipping cars. Yeah. 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 So now Cup has it. I, I suspect we're gonna probably have at least one or two more uh, get airborne uh, as the season progresses. Yeah. Throughout the super speedways. Yeah, everyone complained about the speeds, but I was like, still good racing. Fifty the miles speed, per hour. The speeds are as low as they were when the Gen Four car was out. The Gen Four, yeah. like early days of the Gen Four, they were only running one hundred and ninety to one hundred and ninety-four miles an hour. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm fine with it. I didn't know, uh, like, I did not notice a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the days of go as fast as possible are over. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to go fast to be entertaining. In fact, sometimes a little bit slower speeds leads to closer racing. Like, look, when these cars were going 210 miles per hour at Daytona, they they were in two and three car packs separated and five cars in the lead lap. Yeah. Back in the early, in the mid mid to late eighties. So, I mean, is that what you want? Like them to go super fast and 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 be spread out all over the track? Or, I mean, and, and this and this can't this comes down to the whole concept of limiting the speeds at all the other tracks. Auto Club this weekend. It's gonna be another fast track, but guess what? That track used to be a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. kind of excited to see how this package works out at a track like Auto Club at a at a mid mid length track like Auto Club, um, Atlanta, um, some of the uh, not Pocono, but what else am I thinking? Um, Michigan and uh, Michigan. Thank you. That was the other track I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to your point, though, I mean, there there was there was pack racing, um, especially. The pit sequences in the first two stages, um, you did get some separation of the field. I will say this: um, part of the reason why the duels were so boring is um, you had some pit strategy that worked out both times. Yep. Um, yep. Where Ford and I don't know why Chevy didn't learn their friggin' lesson in the second duel when Ford Ford pulled the wild card out and did the two tire stop and and uh, you know why Chevy didn't adjust their plan to do that, but you know so Ford dominated. The both duels. Uh, not only did Ford dominate the first two duels, RFK, yeah, took the checker on both of them. So um, there was that. Um, well, you can uh, disappointment. You can thank uh, Logano for blowing a uh, throwing a bad block on that last lap. Well, I mean, it was only Ford's up front. Well, I know, but if if Logano didn't. Uh, the way it happened, if Logano didn't throw a bad block and knew if uh, uh, 
what's his name was coming down, Logano would have won. But he, See, honestly, he could have saved his car if he didn't throw a bad block either. I don't think I don't think Logano throwing a block uh, was going to change anything. I do not think Logano was going. He was not going to win that race because even if he hadn't thrown the bad block, Busher still would have gotten side by side. He was going to have help to get around Logano. So I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah, but Joey being Joey, you know, throws another bad block at Daytona. Next gen Joe. You got to look at this way, though, Joey, is the runs came a lot faster than these guys were used to. Um, It didn't seem like Busher had that much help. If you listen to the scanner, they they weren't saying he has help. He has help. Um, Joey probably thought he had more time. And that's a lesson learned, right? And, and yeah. every guy in the garage saw that block and said, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Look, these guys are making decisions. Look, I can't stand Joey. I don't know why I'm defending him right now. But <laughs> here I am doing <laughs> doing what I hate doing is defending Joey Logano. But, I mean, welcome, I think that somebody, somebody was going to have to do that. Somebody was going to have to throw a bad block for everyone to realize, oh, crap, these runs come fast. So you didn't see a lot of blocking on no. Sunday. You didn't. No. Everybody, no. everybody took that lesson and they put it in the memory bank and they said, "Okay, can't do that. The runs are coming too fast." Usually, remember on the super speedways last year and the year before, Several you basically before. see the guy out front swap, swap between yeah. two lines and take the energy from either one. They weren't doing that, and you know why? Because they remember Joey Logano couldn't do it. And look, Joey's a good driver. As much as I can't stand him, he's a, he's a good, knowledgeable driver. He's good on super speedways. He's good at making the blocks and taking the energy on either side. He's done it in the past. They were coming too fast. That bump draft, boom, shot out like a friggin' cannon. Those guys were blowing like out into the lead. Yep. As soon as. But the problem is, is they throw these guys out front, and I think you know why am I going to block this guy? He just got thrown out on an island. I got pushers behind me. He's going to come back to earth, and I'm going to go right back by him. So why throw the block? Good yeah. point. I did notice, um, it, you know, obviously with this, next, the, this new generation car, everyone's still learning. But I did notice that you can do the pack racing like they like we're used to. And I noticed that you could also do the tandem racing like, we didn't like back in 2010 and uh, 2009. Not to the extent of back then, though. No, not to. Yeah, not to. You can't keep up with it, but you can. Well, yeah, you can still get that bubble push that you you, that we've had. It's it's a little bit different. You can you can lock bumpers a little bit, but eventually that push you don't get locked in. You kind of still give them the push to, to, you know, to go. It, it, it works far enough to get the person that you're pushing to get them forward in line a little bit, especially if you're going for the lead, but it, it just doesn't sustain like it used to. Yeah, it's not going to work all the way around the track because there was that one point they were looking back to uh, Kyle Busch's wrecked car. I can't remember who was uh, who he was pushing, but he was locked Fired. on the bumper the Fired. whole backstretch. Yeah. No more, no more slingshot engaged. Let's just yep. put it that way. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, I mean, it was a great finish. 
Yeah. Um, kudos to to Cindric for for the win. Uh, I mean, wow, that, that, he's a good driver. Um, he yeah, is uh, pretty much locked up rookie of the year already. First race yeah. of the season. I mean, so far. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, look, you get a win. You get a win, and you make it to playoffs. You're locked. And yeah. the other guys don't. Yeah, you're locked. You're you're locked in. Yeah. yeah. 2020. And fenderless Bubba, this close. Yeah, he, uh, no, he definitely made more it more like this close. Yeah, well, but he he made it a little bit more interesting. If uh, if Cedric couldn't have gotten down and you know stalled his run, stalled Bubba's run, Bubba may have ended up winning the 500. Yeah. Did he really stall him, or did he he literally well, he, he, he forced him to the line, bumped him. There was a tire rub. There was a tire oh. rub. I tell you what, if, if Bubba would have turned around and somehow got by Cindric on that last lap, NASCAR fans would have lost their mind because they would have been saying, oh, well, he went below the yellow line. He was forced below the yellow line. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I've been seeing that everywhere. And I've seen, from what I've seen, remember seeing he touched the line. I don't remember seeing him pass that it inner line. Matter. It doesn't matter. Um, no, 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 it if does. You get, if you get pushed, no, if you get pushed below the yellow line, this happened two years ago with Chase Elliott. Well, yeah, yeah, if he's forced. They penalized yeah. him, and they, they, and they rescinded it after, you know, there was a contention about it. Um, yeah, I don't think that there would have been an argument. Well, there would have been an argument, but I don't think that there would have been a, you know, valid argument. No. If, if he was the winner or not. Uh, I mean, look. I personally don't really hate Bubba. Um, I'm not a huge fan of him. I used to be a fan of his. Um, look, he's he's friends with one of my drivers, so so you know I don't hate him like some fans do. Um, but at the same time, I kind of want to. If he's going to win a race, I kind of want his next win to not be a play track. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I want him to legitimately win a race and not Val- validate you know. your status. Validate your yeah. status. Yeah, and, I, and look, he can do it. He's look, he's pretty good at, at other tracks. So let him let him Martin's win on another track. He, he's pretty the good. The problem at is, is look, this is his second second place finish at, at Daytona in the 500. Yeah. He's a damn good play track racer. Mm-hmm. Um, look, he's been in the 43 his whole career. Let's face it. As much as Richard Petty isn't a legend and an icon, that team sucked. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, very much. Of course he didn't finish well. It was it was in a two B tier team. Like just okay. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Kirk Bush still gets more wins than him for, for twenty three eleven, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Kirk Bush can we talk about this? Not a single Toyota this weekend finish the race without some sort of significant damage. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I want to talk about that for a second. Go back to the, um, get back to disrespect the is what it is, but I'm going to let you talk about it. So go back to the Tyler Reddick crash where Tyler Reddick broke apart and ended up in the outside wall. And the first person that hit him was Truex. Well, Truex was able to get that car back to pit road all right, and that should have been the old car. That would have been enough damage to park you for the day. Yeah, I give kudos to NASCAR on this car for this one reason. 
because you had drivers that were able to get down pit road, fix the damage, and get back out. He didn't even lose a lap, and he was still pretty competitive. I mean, yeah, he was hanging on the back of the draft, but you know, he also knew that it was going to get wild and crazy, so he didn't want to like get in there and mix it up until he had to, and ultimately didn't have the time or the the momentum, but still Look, was able to finish 13th beat up car. If you can get a top 15 finish after after damage like that, damage control at all at all costs. A top 15 finish with damage like that is is impressive. Yeah. Kyle Busch, same way. I mean, look, yeah. he had almost the same exact damage as Truex. Probably worse almost because like, they punched a hole in that nose when uh, mm -hmm. he ran yeah. into the back of Burton. Like, uh, Denny, on the other hand, it's like, I didn't think Denny had that much damage, and then he comes down pit road, and that car is just like, doo, 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 like crab walking. Crab walking. I, I, like, and I was like, yeah. I "What that, happened?" I didn't know that was Denny. I thought that I think was he broke. Crab. I think he broke. I think he broke. I think he broke an axle. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sucks with Toyotas, but and that was actually the first Daytona 500 that Denny Hamlin was not able to finish. Thank you, Brad. Wow. So. Thank you, Brad Kozlowski. Um, can we, can we talk a little bit about a little bit is, could you say there was disrespect for Toyota this weekend with team, like yeah. team, team racing Ford Chevy didn't want to work with them really. Although I saw Chase at times working with, with the Toyotas, um, he pitted with Ford them wanted no Ford wanted. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the hell he was doing there. That whole pit sequence for him. Side note was a freaking catastrophe because. Not only did he miss pitting with the Chevy guys, I don't think he intended to pit with Toyota. Um, then he stalled it on pit road. Like, like I get it. You, I, I get it. You know, especially for the Fords, you know, Ford manufacturer, they want you to work with other Fords and stuff like that. But the Toyota showed speed and promise. You know, they don't have the numbers and everything like that. So they do what they can to stay in it. You know, Chevy I mean, will sure. work with them. Yeah. Chevy will work with them. Ford will not. Ford will not. Ford no. won't work with anybody. Nope. And, and why should they? They 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 strategically get themselves positioned around each other fantastically. I saw several times where Kyle Larson did not work with Chase. Chase kind of didn't work with Larson. And it's just like, you guys are teammates. Yeah. Now, granted... Gets chaotic, and when you're trying to move up, and, and you feel like your spotter's telling you, "Look, both of you are sort of at the tail end of, you know, a five car line on the top and the bottom," and your spotter's telling you that the top line's moving, and your your teammates in the bottom line, you're not going to yeah. go with your teammate because then you're both going to fall back. Yeah. The goal really being is that take the top line and hope that your teammate follows you. But no, I, I don't know. But no, the, the Toyotas, they, they showed, you know, obviously they didn't have the single car speed, you know, but they worked really well in the draft. And, you know, Truex show, showed it on Sunday. You know, it, if you have the drive and you have the push to get to the front, you know, the Toyotas, they had they had the drafting speed, you know, and yeah. Truex proved it by going up there and winning both stages. He made a hell of a move on Joe Logano to win that second stage. But I, I do give kudos to Kyle Busch. He actually finished the Daytona 500 in the last couple of years. 
Not without any, yeah, not without any uh, damage, but, you know, like well, I said, that, that was a Toyota thing this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he finished. He didn't lose an engine like uh, 2020, I think it was, or last year. I can't remember which race it was. I think it was 2020. I think he got caught up in a wreck last year. All right. So, who was your biggest biggest surprise finisher? Honestly, I'm gonna go with the winner. I'm gonna go with Austin Cindric. Uh, You know, I know Cindric is a top notch talent. He's going to be one of the forces to be reckoned with over the next couple of years. But we're talking about only his second Daytona 500. It's only his what sixth race, and he ran extremely well, drafted extremely well. And he put himself in position, and he made some very nice blocks. I don't like Cindric, but I, I give him kudos on everything he did on that last lap to keep everybody back and, you know, win your first race, and it be the Daytona 500, the biggest race in NASCAR. Yeah. Here's mine. David Reagan finished eighth. That was another good one. I think that's Rick Ware's best finish ever. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, that that's my mad props. That's my mad props to him. I mine. I'm just gonna. I know Bubba finished second uh, in 2018, but just how arrow uh, that car was without a fender, how he moved with the with the cars in the well, draft yeah, without fender. a fender. He just had no body after the front right your front right tires <laughs> well no he didn't have a passenger fender at all that was just the nose that was right there on the passenger side there was no front passenger fender i thought it was behind the tire but no it was no, right on top of it the fender was gone after oh. uh well uh, majority of it was gone yeah but th- those cars i mean just piece by piece like that I mean, just how the arrow they are without that fender is amazing. Yeah, I mean, Sam could go for Kyle Busch. He literally had a uh, had a sail on the front of his car. <laughs> Giant tape job that they had done. Yeah, ah, it was a good I'd race. Say, I, yeah, I tell you what, going back to the whole Rick Ware thing, it, it immensely impressive. But I'm I think this whole alliance with uh, Stewart Haas Racing. And Ford is going to benefit them a lot because Cody Ware was showing some decent speed too. Two car team, that's yeah. the key. We were saying all year. Yep. Why do they run four cars? Why don't they put their resources into two cars? Two cars would be great. Magically, it's like race fans know what they're talking about for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rick Ware racing story. is not the butt of everybody's joke anymore because nope. you know. Now we got to find who's going to be the butt of our jokes because Rick Ware Racing might actually be not good, but not terrible now. Quinn Half is no longer in cup racing, so now we got to figure out who the new butt of the joke is going to be this year. I'm sure we'll what find the out. Who the health, who the, who the health is going to be the butt of our joke this year is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cheers to that one. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah, so... Uh, Look, I think the butt of our jokes is going to have to be Joey Logano because, I mean, it's just default, by default, it's easy. Yeah. Nobody guy. likes him, so. 
No one yeah. likes him. No one likes him. Squinty eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, squints donkey looking ass. Although right, now, so the- hold on. Now I I I, I do listen to uh, another podcast and. I do agree. He he. Well, I just I'll listen to you. it. My my loyalty is here. Okay, my loyalty is here. I'm, I'm, I'm muting you. I'm muting you. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but no. Where do you think we got all our information from? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do agree with Corey LaJoy. He needs to drop the Y since he's past thirty. Next gen Joe needs to start up. No. <laughs> he didn't win anything this weekend. If if, if he if he nice. went on to like sweep three races, okay. But no. Still doing the same still doing the same dumb Joey Logano stuff that we all know and love. Well yeah, if he does the stupid stuff, he's gonna be Joey, but you know. I don't know. For me it's always gonna be squints, so <laughs> slice bread. Bad part stale of the bread. He's, he was stale bread on stale Thursday. Bread. <laughs> All right. So, 500 was fantastic. So glad to have racing back. Yes. There's some other races oh, yeah. this week. There was. Some good racing, too. Yep. Let's, let's start with the Xfinity race. Ooh. This is going to be a big one to get into. Okay. Well, so let's fast forward a little bit because the beginning of the race was a... Uh, Snooze fest. Who's fast? Uh, you, you I, I mean, look, look. Uh, I'll honestly say I kind of tuned out for about thirty laps. That's it's me on a Saturday trying to eat dinner. First of all, I complained last year that they started the Xfinity race at what was it four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, this is during dinner time. This is stupid. Why can't we just have this race at night? Oh, so NASCAR listened to me and was like, oh, let's move it up an hour. No, it's not what I wanted. I, I want a later race. Yeah, so that you're not conflicting with family time. Like, yep. like can I have some dinner? dinner with my family for Christ's sake on a Saturday? Like, I got shit to do. Like, I love racing, but at the same time, like, milk's not going to buy itself. Dinner's yeah. not going to feed itself to the kids. Like, <laughs> like come <laughs> on, man. People have shit to do. Five o'clock is not a good start time for a race. Nope. It's better than four o'clock, but at least at least we were able to have dinner and I was like tune out for the race for a little bit and then finish watching at like seven thirty, you know, afterwards. But it's like, look, I like my night racing. I really I have to look at the schedule. I hope NASCAR isn't doing what they did last year with, with Xfinity where they had a lot of late afternoon starts on Saturday where the race transitioned into night. It wasn't an overall night race. Because I love trucks, man. 7.30 o'clock every Friday. Done. Easy. I can set the race to record at 8 o'clock. Put the kids to bed. Watch the race on delay. Hope to God you guys don't spoil it for me. And uh, <laughs> and it's a great night. It... Why can't NASCAR do Sorry. That? Sorry. <laughs> I mute you. I mute you. I knew you were going to spoil it for me. <laughs> Well, of course. All right, so, so let's fast-forward the race. Let's fast-forward the race. Overall, I mean, the racing was good, but it, there was a lot of terrain racing. Um, they were really, I think, 
trying to just get to the end of the race. Um, there was more train racing in the Xfinity race than there was a couple. Yes, races. there was. Yeah. That's was the worried. biggest. That's the biggest shock. Well, there was. So what was funny is last year, I said, "Oh man, I hope there's no train racing like this in the Cup race tomorrow." And sure enough, it was worse in the Cup race than it was in the Xfinity race last year. So kudos to the Cup, Cup folks for not having that this year. I think that went without kind of fanfare. Is that look? There wasn't as much train racing in the cup race this year as there was last year. Yeah. It really wasn't. Xfinity cars, I mean, they can make moves. They seem to be able to race side by side a little bit better, but they don't like to. They don't want to because they know that those guys are aggressive. Like, But at the same time, they don't want to be aggressive until they need to be aggressive. Right. And uh, which is different than the trucks, which we'll get to. Um, so... Not a lot of time right left in the race, and a lot of pushing and shoving started, and um, mayhem things happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mark, I'll let you. I'll let you describe it since it was your uh, your Jordan Erickson driver. Oh man, you take, Just, us, you take us through. Wow, I, I I don't remember who was behind Myatt, but he was getting pushed and shoved and everything down the line, down the back stretch, and just. Just hit him right. He took that right into the wall and flipped and caught the catch fence. There was no engine, no rear end, no tires. It was just the centerpiece of the car. And I would like to give kudos to NASCAR and Jordan Anderson Racing for safety and keeping that car like how it was. Yeah. He got out on his own power, went to the in uh, infield care center released. He did say, uh, he tweeted out later that he did have a leg injury, but he is cleared for auto club this weekend. Okay, good. Yeah, it, it was. I figured he would be, but. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that wreck on that backstretch. I, I was in the middle of dinner and, you know, me being the typical NASCAR fan, I'm going to have it sitting on my phone while I'm eating dinner. And uh, I just. Are you at a uh, restaurant or are you? I was at a restaurant. Home? I was at a restaurant. I was at a Longhorn uh, when this How happened. How dare you not go to a restaurant where the race is on television? Well, there was, but we were so far away from it, I could hardly see it. So I had to have my phone. And I just remember I looked down and I see the next thing I know, I see Jordan Anderson's car going up in the air or uh, Mike Snyder going up in the air. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I ended up saying, shit in front of my uh, my mother-in-law which that was uh that was fun <laughs> so but uh i tell you what kudos to nascar man uh the fact that that car stayed intact the fact that the catch fence did its job the car did its job and you know my snyder was able to walk away from that was absolutely incredible um how about the engine getting thrown from the car catching on fire and was a literal fireball rolling into the infield I think someone hit it too. I mm-hmm. can't remember who was behind him. Yeah, behind that's it. what ended up catching on fire was the fact that somebody behind Snyder ended up hitting the damn thing and caused it to go up in a ball of flames. By the way, uh, the track crews had the catch fence uh, repaired by one thirty in the morning. Yeah, and that was only what four or five hours 
time yeah. frame. Yeah, there that's, you go. There it is. Yeah, I'll tell you what, just kudos to NASCAR. I, say, I that, paused the video. I paused the video and took that picture on my TV. So I was just mm. like, wow, I gotta, gotta show that. Uh, a piece of the suspension did hit Michael Jordan's uh, RV. It, it landed in the grill. <laughs> Said, "I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to be with the goat, man." Come on. <laughs> How about the fact that that wreck happened literally right in front of Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace? Yeah. Literally, the car hit the fence right in front of their hauler, huh? or their uh, bus. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I'll, I'll almost I'm not going to what up you need, but I, I had the same problem. Uh, my facial reaction and body jerk reaction of like sheer terror because of the accident was like my, my daughter literally looked at me. My 10 year old was like, did you just have a seizure? Like, because I was like, oh, like and I was like shaking like and I, and I, pro- I probably said some sort of obscenity, but I don't remember. But um She's like, are you okay? Like, do you need a doctor? I was like, no, I'm good. And I was like, she's like watching a video game. And I'm like, TV, how do you, you, this is what I'm reacting to, child. Like, you're watching a video game. I'm watching a man, like, literally have his car sort <laughs> in half. Like, uh, come on. Seriously. Absolutely crazy. And the, the thing of it is, the sad part of it is, is all of that overshadowed who actually won the race. Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody's actually remembering who won the race, just that Mike Snyder's car got demolished. Uh, there was some other Austin that won the race that drives yeah, for RCR. RCR. Yeah, some RCR car. The better Austin. I de- no. Will the real will will the real Austin from RCR please stand up? Please Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. Stand up. <laughs> now, nah, congrats to Austin Hill though. That was a uh, that was a good um, that was a good move he made there on the last lap to get by AJ Allmendinger. Um, there was a lot of controversy with the the caution. Um, a lot of people stood back and said AJ should have been declared the winner, and but. From my vantage point, when the caution came out, yeah, my or Austin Hill was in front of AJ Allman there. Yep. There's your winner. See, and I forgot what I was arguing about, but they were so quick to throw that caution in the Xfinity race. You mean the truck race? And was it in the truck race? They were quick Wait. to throw the caution to so they could ha- try and have a green flag finish in the truck race, and then race. it wasn't Thank as you. fast. It wasn't as fast in the Xfinity race. Yeah, which is what the people had an issue with, in them saying that AJ got screwed by NASCAR. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was. I was like, I know I argued about that this weekend at some point. I couldn't remember. All right, so. Better Austin won Saturday, and then trucks. Trucks. Can we talk, I mean, about, can we talk I, about loves loving Daytona? <laughs> I tell you what, I thought it, it was cool that they had love sponsorship on that car or on that truck for Front Row Motorsports, and same result as Michael McDowell one year ago. Just a different number. It was number thirty-eight instead of number thirty-four. But yeah, 
still cool nonetheless and good for Zane Smith to pick up that first win. Yep. Other than that, I mean, it was I race ended up being kind of a wreck fest because uh, I mean, but what trucks race isn't like at some point there's going to be three or four crazy aggressive overdriving at wrecks. Uh, trucks will I mean, do exactly. Kids. Yep. And I to these kids for being aggressive, but I mean, guys, take care of your equipment. Seriously. Yeah. That's the, the problem. They don't have enough respect for their equipment. You know, we're, we're yeah. talking about a bunch of young kids. And the only thing I have to say about the truck series, we got screwed. I have a back-to-back-to-back runner-up finish from Jordan Anderson. The I think the rules need to get changed. The provisionals need to go away. He was faster than the 32nd qualifying truck. And yet he gets... Uh, did not qualify or, you know, whatever it was. I don't Shouldn't he have had the owner's points though? Uh, no, he didn't have enough owner's points with, uh, what, 32nd to 35th because there was 36 trucks. Because, yeah, 32nd to 35th was in on owner's points. And then, um, was it Johnny Sauter was the last place truck? And he got in because of a past championship, I believe. Well, that's been around since the Stone Age. So, I mean, call it what you will. I mean, that championship provisional has come in handy a lot of times. Ask well, Darrell Walter. I understand the champion one, but the owner's points stuff needs to go away. Well, it's better than the charter system. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> so, no, all around good racing this weekend, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, all three races um, had probably winners that you wouldn't expect. You know, Austin Cindric, you know, I don't think anybody really picked him to win the race. Uh, Austin Hill, I don't think anybody really picked him to win the race. And um, maybe Zane Smith, but Zane Smith's never really been a super speedway guy. So that kind of was a bit of a surprise as well. Zane Smith is more of a short track guy, if I had to guess. Yeah, he's more of a mid mid to, to short track guy. Yeah, sure. so. All right. So we're going to try. Well, first, uh, let's do this. Um, Paint scheme of the week from last week. I'll go first. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not picking Casagrala. So you guys. I'm not, not taking Kaz either. I do like Mark. Why don't you take the softball then? Let's give Mark the softball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take Kaz Growler. I think that the Pit Viper car was uh, really, really nice looking, really good looking. Uh, it very popped colorful. under the lights. It was very colorful, yes, but it really popped under the lights with all the uh, it was very metallic flake in it and everything. I, it was a good one. I, I'm not gonna lie, it was definitely a good one. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with Corey LaJoy's uh, built bar car. I thought the color scheme, everything with it, it was just an absolute gem on the racetrack. Um, I think I got a picture of it here. Yeah, it, it, I like the powder blue color. Yeah. Oh uh, it, no, it's not. Here, I got it. Here, I got it. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I. 
Only thing that would have been better is if he would have put his face on there, biting down on a built bar like he did at the August uh, Daytona race last year. That would have been the icing on, on the cake for that one. Yeah. yeah. But it was a good um, scheme. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Ty Dillon's uh, Black Rifle coffee car. This one. That looked Wait, oh, no. That wasn't it. No, that was not it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I do too. like that one. I do like that one. Yeah. And I like Black Rifle Coffee, so I mean, I like the, I like the kind of the, the army green with the black. It's nice. I haven't, uh, I, I haven't tried it yet. He's, he's even worse than Austin, but Austin's the better. Black brother. Rifle Coffee is fantastic. It is. Expensive. I'm surprised they haven't done <laughs> a primary. I'm surprised they haven't done a primary with Noah. Like all of the ones with the black rifle coffee on the side, but you know, why not do right. one with it on the hood for one race? Yeah, probably somebody that somebody that's actually gonna get you in victory lane. Well yeah. think about it like this is is Bass Pro probably bought the hood for twenty six races and you know can't really do anything after that. Yeah. The best you can hope for is getting an associate sponsor on the side. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the problem, too, is, is like they have to sign these contracts, but at the same time, they can't really do – like Napa's not going to give any wiggle room for Chase, right? When it's a Napa scheme, they don't, they're don't not going to collab on anything. We used to be able to do, you know, primaries like Lowe's on even with Jimmy Johnson, as locked in as he was with Lowe's. They'd still, they'd still allow for Lowe's on the front and then something else on the back. Like Cobalt um, Tools and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, Cobalt's owned by, by Lowe's. But it, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe Jimmy's a bad example, but Jeff Gordon was notorious for that. Like, he, mm-hmm. he, would, have, he would have two sponsors on the car all the time. Like, when yeah. you have, you know, Kevin, Pepsi on the front and Star Wars on the back. Kevin Harvick's had it, too. Kevin Harvick yeah, had a couple Kevin. of Bush. He had a couple of Bush Light schemes or Mobile One schemes that would bl- like. It was actually a cool concept. It would blend into the secondary sponsor on the back. So if it was Bush Light, it blended into a Mobile One, and then vice versa. If it was a Mobile yeah. One car, it blended into a Bush Light scheme on the back. I thought it was pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, I wish they. Would, I wish they would do it more. Uh, I mean, I, look, some sponsors they just want the whole car, and they're look, they're probably paying a ton of money to get the entire sponsorship on the car. So they're not going to say, can we, can we borrow a little? No, no, I'm giving you, <laughs> I'm giving yeah. you 8 million, $10 million a year. No, you can't. And I'm giving you enough money to say that I can't. No, we're not doing that. Right. It is what it is. All right. Hey, where'd you go? Yep. Sorry. Just doing something real quick. There we go. I don't want to know. There All right. right. Let's pull so, my dip out. Let's do this. Well, that's, I'm actually glad you turned the video off for that. All right. So, uh, new segment we're going to try today. Uh, I can't go with it. Coming up next week. I know. Nate, you didn't have to toot your own horn. I was going to give it to you. Yeah, um, yeah. This is actually a really good idea. Um, we are going to, so we're going to reminisce a little bit with Auto Club coming up next week. Um, We'll, we'll kind of transition this into, into picks for the race. Um, but let's do 
favorite memory from the next race. And, All right. Uh, Nate, since this was your, was your idea, go for it. All right. So, yeah, I'll kick it off in memory lane with the 2001 Auto Club race, uh, which it was just known as California back then. Um, Jeff Gordon and Rusty Wallace dominated the race uh, for the majority of it. Uh, you had guys like uh, Dylan Hart Jr. and Kevin Harvick have a bit of, uh, you know, play into it, uh, as well as I think uh, Kurt Busch may, maybe had a little bit of uh, play into it. Um, but anyways, um, like I said, Jeff Gordon dominated the late stages. Uh, Rusty Wallace was able to get by him. Uh, the significance with this race and the reason why I picked it was because of the significance with the date. This actually ended up being the weekend of the birthday of the late Dale Earnhardt. Um, you know, so, and Rusty Wallace stood back and said at Rockingham that he had hoped that he would win because he had something for old Ironhead. Uh, and the tribute that he did as Rusty Wallace ended up winning the race in California, the tribute that he had for Dale Earnhardt was he, after he took the checkered flag, he came back around with a large number three flag and rode around the racetrack with that number three flag. Very awesome tribute. Um, you know, and it, it was kind of, um, it was really cool, especially with the fact that, you know, Dale Earnhardt, Jr. was not going to try and let his father's birthday without go by without, you know, trying to make some noise and trying to win the race. Um, you know, especially since Earnhardt Jr. was not the best at California. You know, it wasn't one of his better racetracks, but uh, it was a uh, it was a very good memory, a very good race, um, as a lot of races in 2001, especially in the beginning of the season were, you know, um, a lot of close finishes, a lot of close battles. Um, and this, you know, this just pure example of it with Rusty Wallace taking the checker flag over Jeff Gordon. Yeah, and uh, going to what you said, uh, the way Rusty did the tribute to Senior was the same exact way Senior did when uh, Davey passed. Yeah, Davey and Allen. Remember yeah. at the remember at the end of the Atlanta race, after Earnhardt had already claimed the checker flag, um, or no, after Earnhardt claimed the championship, which was only his sixth championship, um, him and Rusty Wallace, who won the race in Atlanta, but did not have enough points to beat Earnhardt, uh, which a lot of people attribute to the Talladega crash for that one. But um, both of them grabbed uh, one had the Davy Allison flag, which I think I think Earnhardt had the Davy flag and I think Rusty had the Alan Kowicki flag. Both of them did a Polish victory lap with those flags, which was very awesome. Yeah. Uh, love the tribute. And like I said, I love the tribute that Rusty Wallace paid to, paid to Earnhardt for this one. Um, you know, still, still hits hard today. You know, not seeing Dale Earnhardt around the racetrack. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know how many more years we would have seen him around the track like on track, but he certainly would have been involved heavily. A couple like years. Today. I, I say 2004 may have been his last season, maybe 2003, but irregardless, awesome tribute by Rusty Wallace. And that is my memory lane oh, pick for, and that is my memory lane pick for auto club speedway. All right, Mark. So, so he rewound all the way back to 2001. Mark, you, uh, you want to do your shorter rewind? Yeah. <laughs> I, there's anything wrong with it. It's no, a good race. No. It, it was it was a really good race. Um, I don't have in-depth explanation like Nate does, but um, 
I honestly, I I really didn't watch much auto club races. Uh, only the the best one that I seen was uh, 2020. Um, yeah, there was a lot of uh, it was a big margin of victory for Alex Bowman, but at the end of that race, um, Blaney used up his tires and ended up pitting three laps to go, which gave Kyle Busch the second place. And he was, he was coming fast. If they had more time, Kyle would have, uh, overtaken Alex, but ended up, uh, finishing second by seven and a half seconds, I believe. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens with auto club. You either get a close race or you don't start at the end of the race, or you get a lot of strategy and you, you, kind of get the off sequence and you know somebody wins by six seven eight seconds that's yeah. how this guy um, ended up winning it and so i'm gonna rewind back to 2014 and so with about 10 laps to go jimmy johnson was leading blows the tire has to, blows a right front tire or left front tire has to pit jeff gordon assumes the lead so with about eight laps to go Brad Kozlowski loses the left rear, has to pit. Uh, about a lap later, Marcus Ambrose in the nine car blows the left rear tire, has to pit. <laughs> uh, starting to hear a trend here. And these guys were only on tires for about 25 laps. And so um, tires were a big issue that year at Auto Club. Um, and then with about three laps to go, push came to shove. Um, Kyle, Kyle Bush was racing with... Um, Clint Boyer for second, and uh, Clint blows left rear tire, and he was up the track. He was trying to he was trying to blow it down. I think he was trying to get into the pits because it was coming out of turn three into turn four, and uh, lose control of the car, spins. Um, caution comes out, and uh, so <laughs> really weird, kind of weird finish. It, well, you know, some guys take two. Some guys take four. Um, some guys didn't pit. Uh, Reed Sorensen. So Reed Sorensen doesn't pit. So he restarts in the lead. Kurt Busch took two. Um, Tony Stewart took two. And I think Matt Kenseth took two and a couple others. Um, and then you had you know, freight train of four-tire four four takers with Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, and, and a few others. And uh, chaos ensued. <laughs> Three wide, right into turn one. Uh, you know, at one point, I think it was four wide. Um, Kurt gets out to the lead, passes. Uh, he's battling with Tony Stewart a little bit. Uh, Reed Sorensen, obviously, was on no tires, so he just fell okay. back. Yeah. It's like, it's, so, fortunately, he got out of the way. He, didn't, he wasn't really a factor. Um, so, I think Kyle started sixth, and Kyle Bush started sixth. Kyle Larson started ninth. And... Uh, both of them made their way to the front with some crazy-ass video game moves. Um, Kyle Larson, rookie year, by the way. <laughs> uh, I think it was only his second or third race of his career, like NASCAR career or Cup Series career. Um, he gets up in there and, like, literally threads the needle and, and just seriously, before, before you ever heard the term from Dale Jr., slide job, slide job, absolutely fucking slide jobs Tony Stewart. Probably to this day why Tony Stewart has so much respect for, for Kyle. He loves that kid. Uh, yeah. Totally slide jobs Tony and gets in and slides in between him and Kyle Bush. And uh, and him and him and Kyle 
fight to the line. Kyle ended up uh, throwing a really good block down and coming out of turn four and uh, and uh, and won that race. But damn, I, I dude, I, I think Kyle Larson had another lap. He he to figure out a way around to get Kyle Busch. That would have been he would almost pulled like Austin Cindric early in his career rookie year would have uh, would have won a race. Yeah, which he's won later. He had actually he had battled Kyle the day before in the Xfinity race and uh and. I think Kyle Larson won that race. So he was trying to sweep the weekend as a rookie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a, that was definitely a good one. It was a crazy one uh, to say oh, the yeah. least. So uh, that was a good pick. I think all three were actually really good picks. Uh, that 2021, uh, I was actually cheering for Ryan Blaney for the sole reason that he had the Kobe Bryant tribute on that car. I wanted to yes. see that car in victory Light. I wanted to see that car in victory lane. I was happy for Alex Bowman. Uh, he, I think, more so proved that he belonged in the Cup Series with that race than he did when he won Chicagoland the year before. Yep. Um, so uh, kudos to Alex Bowman for that one. Uh, yeah, I think those were three good picks, gentlemen. All right. So speaking of picks for Auto Club. Ooh, yeah. I'm ready. Who wins this weekend? We're past Daytona now. It's on to some real racetracks. Let's do yep. this. No more wild card racing. No more. Uh, can literally just pick a name out of a hat this time. It's who's who. Who's going to be the best? Who who is best at Auto Club? We all know the players that could be in it. Um, you know, you're going to have guys like Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson. You know, got all those guys like that going to be running for it. Greg, why don't you start it off? Well, hold, hold on. Hold no, on. no, Before, I'm starting off. I know, no, I know. I, I, I announced these things. Come yeah. on, now you know yes, this works. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> I figured I'd give him the shot for the first well, one this time. Well, yeah. Well, well, hold on. He can start his picks first, but let's – can I Can I go over last week? Okay, fine. Like, because we're, we're keeping up yeah. with this. Yeah. So, I mean – so we're keeping let's up. With... That. Let's do it at the end. Let's do it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, we got it. We got to keep track of it for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So there was one racetrack that was not on the schedule last season. It's on the schedule this season that has historically been on the on the schedule. Um, Kyle Larson won at every single racetrack last year. And, I mean, kids – Kid's pretty damn good at these types of tracks. Like very similar to a Michigan almost. Um, Kyle Larson is my pick. Uh, pretty pretty easy. It's not like we can't like it's not like I'm picking him and you guys can't pick him. Yeah. Um, I'm just going by trends and his style of racing. This is this is a track that suits him. Um, a lot of lanes. You can run up top if you want to. Like just total Kyle Larson thing. Um, so he's my pick. Um, Dark Horse. Um, Tyler Reddick. <laughs> Somehow I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> All right. All Go right. ahead, Nate. All right, so I pretty much hit the nail on the head with my pick last week. Had old Brad K. Um, he may have had to be a wrecking ball in order to get the finish that he did, but, uh, pretty solid. Uh, this week I am going to go with my winner 
choice being Kyle Busch. Uh, I think it's going to be a Kyle. And Kyle I, I think it's going to be a Kyle and Kyle show again uh, for California this week. And I also am going to go with Tyler Reddick as my dark horse. Tyler Reddick loves these type of racetracks. The wide open up on the outside. Uh, that is a Tyler Reddick type thing and a Kyle Larson type thing. So Tyler Reddick, good choice, Greg. I'm going to second that Tyler Reddick as my. Uh, I also dark feel horse. like. I also feel like he needs a little bit of a bounce back because he had mechanical issues at Daytona. He had mechanical issues. And he was running well at both tr- both races. It's like, it's like, come on, RCR. Somehow it can't happen three times. It can't happen three times, yeah, although it is exactly. RCR. And, you sit back and you're like, come on, RCR. You guys were the main play- fact players in uh, helping with the development and the testing and everything like that with this new car. Come on, get your shit together. You know, you got a badass driver and... Tyler Reddick that can win races. Get him up there. All right, Mark. Can I, I wish I could jump through the screen, Nate. <laughs> I really do. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not give enough love to your awesome Dylan buddy there? N- no, it's because you took my picks and you took Josh's picks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So... I'm also me and Josh are gonna be the same as Nate. Uh, Kyle Bush and Reddick as a dark horse. Um, talked yeah. with, yeah, talked with Dan. Not he's got. He's gonna be with Greg on the winner with Larson, and Bell is gonna be his dark horse. That's a solid one. Uh, Jeremy is gonna go with Blaney as his winner. And Austin Dillon as his dark horse. So Blaney unfinished business. Yeah, I do. I do like that Blaney pick. Uh, John is going to go with Larson as well, and uh, he has Harvick as a dark horse. And then we round up with Aaron. Uh, he also has Larson as his winner, <laughs> but he it's has. Not, oh my gosh! Yeah. He's going to wreck out in the first five laps. Yeah. But he also has Hamlin as his dark horse. Oh, no. I disallow <sighs> that. That's not I a dark just... horse pick. We need to put some guardrails around that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only, not who, who, that. What constitutes a dark horse? Would it be somebody who... Thinks other drivers are uh, hack? Has it? <laughs> well... Uh, <laughs> no, there's got to be some sort of, like, criteria, like... I mean, here, here, here's the they're not top ten in points. They're either not top ten in points, or they haven't won in the last twenty races, or something like that. I don't know. Here, here's here's one that I can say that I'm not terribly against his dark horse pick, and that's only for the reason of Hamlin does not have one have a win there, and second, he doesn't run all that well there. He had one good one really good run there in 2013 and he ended up breaking his back in that race yeah so uh i can't say that it's a terrible dark horse pick but yeah it's like you said you know we need to we need to establish some ground rules as far as this pick, picks go if you were in the final four last year you're not a dark horse <laughs> exactly exactly so to explain how we're going to do this uh for, for you viewers um between the two picks, we're gonna take. I'm gonna take the points of the highest, or the yeah, the highest finisher. So even though, 
if your winner, uh, the, the person you depict the win doesn't win and your dark horse finishes uh, ahead of him, I'm going to put your dark horse points in. So I would just add them both up. Because it'd be too complicated for Mark's yeah. smallish brain. No, it won't be too complicated for my <laughs> smallish brain. I'm um, just kidding, Mark. I love you. I mean, I can do that, but I would have to re-enter the points from last week. Well, see what they come out to. Whichever one makes me higher. So. <laughs> Still not going to top me. Sorry, bud. So, uh, to recap last week, uh, Jeremy had Kyle Bush as his winner and Kurt Bush as his dark horse. Dan had Chase as his winner. Ty Dillon has his dark horse. Nate, you said uh, Byron as the winner, and then Brad K as dark horse. Yeah, don't change the points. <laughs> mm-hmm. Greg, exactly. you said Greg, you said Blaney, and you had Reddick as your dark horse. Okay, we're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my point exactly. I had Austin Dillon as my winner, and I had Kurt Busch as my dark horse. Did Austin run? Did he actually run the race? I didn't see him the whole time. I know. Uh, I don't he think went he a couple laps down. He went he a couple laps down. He was not a factor at all no. in that race. That, sh- that actually shocked me. Yeah. He's good he, got, he got caught up in that first. He got caught up in that first wreck with uh, Harrison Burton. Yeah, I think so. He got damaged from that. Never recovered. So then uh, John had Blaney as his winner and uh, Haley as his dark horse. Josh had Blaney. And uh, Eric Jones as his dark horse. And then Aaron had Byron and then Bowman as his dark horse. All right. So here's my here's my money line bet. Over under on number of tires lost this week. No, under. I'm going to go under this week. All right. Well, I didn't say what under what. Oh. Well, oh. well what's the. Uh, what? Over under three. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go even. Tires lost includes wheel coming off, wheels coming off the bus, like uh, Cascrala style. Uh, broken wheel or tire going down. Oh, well, now, now you say that, I'm going to go over. All right, all right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to, since I added the tire going down, I'm going to say four is your, is your over-under. Over? Over. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna say over as well. After last week over. and the the amount of issues that we had with the wheel, um, I think we had a couple issues at the clash as well. So I think with the issues that we're starting to see with the wheels and the tires and everything like that, I think it's safe to say it's probably gonna be over. Yeah. All right. So here's my second over under. Um, regardless of tires, um, mechanical issue failures, um. Causing a DNF. Four. Mechanical issues as like uh, what happened Anything. with Reddick? Car has to retire because something broke on it. Okay. High uh, rod. Under. Axle. I'm going to go under on that one. Hmm. I think this race will Play bar, everything. I think with this race, the mechanical issues, I don't, I don't think we're going to see too much of it. Maybe something like another super speedway or a short track. I think a racetrack like auto club. I don't know if that puts too much pressure on the uh, mechanical. Bouncy, though. Yeah, it is bouncy. Track. Yeah. I'm still going to say under. 
I'll go even. When's the, when's the last time they repaved? I don't think they had to repave it, Auto yeah, Club, have they? Okay. I mean, the track opened it. The first race was 97. Okay. I don't think they, they had to repave. At some point. I don't think they had to repave. All right. But I'm going to go. All right, Okay, even I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go under. I feel like NASCAR's. I feel like we've had a bad sample size over the first two kind of exhibition slash first first season race. Um, I think Daytona is a load on the cars. They're running it a lot more <laughs> during the week. There has not been a replaying. There has not been a replaying at Club. Twins. Okay. So between like qualifying twins. 500 it's a grueling race it's a grueling week on on these cars yep. um and then obviously the coliseum you know you're running on a quarter mile track um, yeah plus a lot of those guys are running cars that were used during testing so you know those cars were used uh auto club probably going to be more of a brand new car coming this time around so i have a feeling Mechanical issues, not going to be as much of an issue this week. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's going to be more. It's just going to be more tire wear. It's the the track is abrasive. Um, it's it's basically the next Atlanta right now because there has not been a repave right. at all. Now, when I say tires going down, I mean we, I know we all took over, and it, I'm saying. If you spin and blow a tire, that doesn't count. No. Don't blow be, a tire driving straight caused, in a line. Yeah. It has to be caused by a tire malfunction. Right. Okay. Can we talk about and the reason why I brought that up is I wanna I wanna talk about this before we finish up tonight. Um these guys blow a tire right now, they can't get back to pit road. How much of an effect is that going to have on everything? It's going to be wild because, I mean, you look at the wreck that was caused when Tyler Rank had a a parts failure because when Joey Logano flat spot, or when he blew those two left left side tires, he was stuck in the grass and it didn't rain anything. He was stuck. When Austin Sendrick blew his rear tires out when he did his burnout, he was stuck. So there I think there's an underlying issue here with that. Yeah. Right. So I don't know why I didn't test this, but okay. <laughs> like have somebody go out there, do a burnout <laughs> or something. Do something to where it's gonna cause the tires to blow. So we could try and figure you know, because that, that part's gotta be that that that's gotta be figured out. Yeah. Because uh, if yeah. a driver blows if a driver ends up blowing a couple tires out from spinning like Joey Logano did at Daytona and they end up stuck. No damage to the car. Cause Logano didn't hit anybody. He hit no one in that crash, right. but he ended up, I think he, I don't remember if he went a lap down or not, but he was a non-factor the rest of the race. And it was because he got stuck because he couldn't right. move. So that is definitely an underlying issue that they need to look at. Yeah. All right. So um, looking forward to 
to race number two this weekend, and uh -huh. uh, we'll get there. So um, thank you for joining tonight. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you, thank you, Mark and Nate, for uh, for getting on. And uh, no don't forget, wash your hands, watch your short track racing, watch Be whatever your neighbors. you want. Kind to your neighbors, yeah. And uh, you know what? We don't have to wear masks anymore. This is awesome. <laughs> and right. if your if your local us. track is going, support your local track. Yeah, See, that's that's ramping up soon. Ooh. Got World of Outlaws going. I have a shout out real quick, please. Sure. Uh, so a buddy of mine actually was racing in the Arkham Menard series this past weekend at Daytona. Uh, I wanted to give him a shout out. Christian Rose drove the number 42 West Virginia Tourism uh, Chevrolet. Uh, did not have the greatest of finishing positions, but I mean, it's Arca um, at Daytona. So it got really spread out and he was typically in the second pack, but it was his first race at Daytona and he did not crash the car or anything. He actually had a very clean race. So kudos to you, Christian. I hope uh, you are watching this man. Uh, good job on the solid finish. Yeah. Arc is a good series, man. I, yep. I, I wish there was a lot less parody. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, that, the, the, the two top teams. Um, yeah. Hopefully they get that better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you to Circle B as usual for uh, for your affiliate sponsorship, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Remember, use uh, the promo code the Wheel Deal to get yeah, zero shipping, zero shipping over yeah, twenty on anything, bucks on anything over twenty bucks. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. Thank you guys. Have Peace, guys. Night.